What is up, Unknown Fam? Happy Sunday. I hope you're all having a great end of your weekend. I'm sending all my love. Welcome back. Welcome back. You already know where you are. Not going to waste too much time on this intro. I wasn't too sure if I was going to record, but I think it is important that I record this episode. Today, with everything that's going on, it was pretty easy to decide what I wanted to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about grief or an introduction to grief. Um, you know, with my uncle being sick, it's kind of the first big experience that I have uh, with one of my elders being sick. So um, I think it is important to kind of process that and, and talk about grief. Okay, so I got my tea here. I'm ready to go. You guys know the drill. Grab your tea. Let's jump straight into it. Okay, so as we like doing guys, before we jump into the episode, I like to create some sort of context and read out a few definitions about the idea or topic that we're going to talk about. So grief today. Uh, So when I look up grief, there are a lot of different definitions, a lot of different resources that we can tap into to kind of start understanding the concept. But I'll read out a few keywords that came up in my search. One of them was intense sorrow. Another was Uh, normal and natural emotional reaction or response to loss or change of any kind. Another one was conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern of behavior. And another was emotional experience. I do quite like that last definition. I think that's, um, yeah, I really like that last definition of it, an emotional experience. It's kind of like an emotional journey that you go on rather than a single kind of emotion that you feel. Uh, I also like that they noted normal and natural emotional reaction or response uh, because we all do experience loss and change and so therefore we all experience grief. So those are some of the definitions that I got when looking that up. We also, when we look into grief, we do find as well that there are different stages that we can almost use as a basic guideline when we talk about grief, right? So the first stage is shock and or denial. Second stage is pain and guilt. Third is anger and bargaining. Fourth is depression and loneliness. And then the fifth is acceptance. So those are the the basic kind of guideline stages of grief. It is worth or actually I think it's necessary uh, that we reflect on our grief and use our knowledge of these stages to understand our own grief you know what we're feeling where our thoughts are leading us what what we actually need to navigate through these stages it is also important to note as well that these stages of grief are not linear right there's no order in which you kind of go through them. There's no time limit on how long you spend in each stage. Uh, Although we all experience grief because we all experience loss and change, how we experience and move through each of these stages of grief is very different. And that's very important to understand. And the reason why I think that's very important is because we need to, or we must allow ourselves to feel and move through grief, right? That journey, that experience of feelings in our own way and time. And we must also allow others to do the same in their own way and time too, right? Whatever way feels right to them. In times of grief, uh, it is very overwhelming. 
it is very difficult to navigate through. It's very heavy emotionally and mentally. And although how you move through your grief is specific to you, right? Everyone deals with grief in a different way. Everyone kind of moves through it and travels through it. Uh, it's their own personal journey. Your grief itself is shared with those who are experiencing this same sense of loss um, and or change with you, right? So, you know, we can look at our own feelings of grief, our own journey of grief, and then we think about uh, our family. So for example, I think about, you know, my, my auntie, my cousins, my nana, my aunties and uncles, my bros, my family as a whole. And when I observe how they're navigating through this time as a family, as a collective, they demonstrate a, a very strong sense of shared grief, right? This, this uh, idea of coming together to surround my uncle and each other with a special kind of love that in its own way heals and soothes and comforts. So although grief can often make you feel lonely, the truth is that you are not, right? Uh, I think it's it's crucial to grasp that concept. It's very important for us to, uh, it's very powerful when we grieve together and when we draw strength from that love um, and that grief uh, as a collective. I have spoken previously about um, my generation having a lot to learn from the generation above us and vice versa, right? But in these times, it is crucial for my generation to watch, observe and learn from our elders, uh, especially with this being our kind of first big experience of this type of grief with one of our elders, right? It's, it's really fresh for us. Uh, it is a bit difficult given that some of us are here in Sydney, so, you know, we can't really be there within the circle of love in person. But nevertheless, we still need to process our grief and draw on that shared and collective love and grief from afar, okay? So I did want to make that note. I think it's very easy for grief to make us feel lonely. Uh, but if there's anything that I've observed so far in this journey of grief, um, my, my family is, is really kind of showing me that it is a collective thing. Now, when it comes to our individual journey through grief, I think understanding the different stages can be very helpful because, you know, it can be used as a, a guide to understand what's going on in our internal world. You know, uh, you know, grief can sometimes feel like almost as if you're being robbed, right? You can't do anything about it. You're pretty much just having to sit back and watch while you're being robbed, while it's all happening. And with that come feelings of helplessness, you know, powerlessness, there's some fear attached to it, you know, that can be quite triggering. So a lot, a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts. And often it can become so loud internally with all these feelings and thoughts and so overwhelming that, uh, you know, you can feel a sense of, of numbness, right? So you've gotten to the point where you don't really know what you feel, that's how overwhelming it's, it's become. So in all these cases, I think we do need to remind ourselves that these feelings and these thoughts are valid, right? These feelings and thoughts or even lack of feelings and thoughts when we talk about grief are okay. It's a vulnerable time and you need to allow yourself to be vulnerable, whether it's with yourself or with others. Whilst it is crucial that we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, 
At the same time, we also need to draw strength from ourselves and those around us and whatever grounds us as well. Okay, so for example, you know, through this difficult time, calling and talking with my uncle and my auntie Rach gives me strength, right? Uh, calling and talking with my nana and seeing my aunties and uncles gives me strength. Uh, talking and sharing with my partner who is here in person, who I have witnessed experience his own type of grief, gives me strength. Um, you know, although this difficult time has tested my faith in many ways, praying and reading my scriptures gives me strength. So in my journey so far, and it's still early stages, right, with grief, uh, I have learned that a healthy balance between vulnerability and strength is very powerful. Allow yourself to cry and feel for as long as you need, and then get up and do one thing to stay productive and strong, right? One thing at a time. Note though, I said productive, not busy, because I think we can often keep ourselves busy or moving to avoid confronting our feelings of grief. And that can be very unhealthy. That can be a way of suppressing and ignoring the feelings that uh, of grief that you're feeling, right? We may also use different things to numb the feelings and thoughts of grief that we're experiencing. And again, this can be very, very unhealthy. So self-care is definitely something that is important when we undergo the process of or the journey of grief. It's definitely something that I've had to keep an eye on with myself during this time. Uh, you know, checking, am I eating properly? Am I drinking enough water? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I getting enough fresh air? Am I self-soothing in a healthy way? Am I giving myself time to feel? Am I staying productive and strong? Because you're experiencing all these feelings and thoughts and it becomes very overwhelming, it, it's easy. It's easy to lose that balance in your um, external world, right? That's why self-care is very, very important to make sure that that balance is maintained and you're not neglecting yourself uh, externally because you're so busy in your internal world. Beneath all of this though, right, which is hard to get to because it's so overwhelming and there's so much going on, beneath all of it sits a sense of gratitude and hope. Right? Again, everything that I'm sharing about with grief today is really just kind of what's been going through my mind over the past week. Um, so when I say gratitude and hope, you know, I'm thankful that I can still see and talk and call my uncle. I'm thankful that my family is with him and my family is doing an amazing job of, you know, being around him and, and showing my generation how to come together and how powerful love is during these times. Uh, I'm thankful that we have time to, to celebrate him. I still got time to tease him and he's still got time to, to laugh and, and tease me. Uh, and we've got time to kind of process it all, right? Uh, you know what, sometimes I see photos and videos of my uncle and he's sitting there with my elders laughing and give, giving someone shit. And I'm like, are you tricking us? You know, like, are you actually sick? Like, why you have me on? You know, <laughs> like, he's, he's still there. He's still there. And that's a beautiful thing. There's hope and peace there that he's surrounded by all that healing love that's been given from, you know, his wife, his sons, my nana, his siblings, you know, my, my auntie's family too. It's a wonderful thing to see. And so whatever happens, 
that love and God's love will carry him through and carry us all through as a collective as well. Okay. Uh, so that's my introduction to grief guys. I wasn't really going to record today because this past week has been, you know, super, super difficult. Uh, but I did feel a need to share and track my experience so far, you know, the good and the bad, because it, it may help someone who is also experiencing the same thing, including myself. It, it's definitely helpful for myself. Uh, but also my podcast is all about healing. So this is a part of my healing journey and I think it's important to talk about it. Okay. But uh, as we do, right, take, let's take a sip of our tea and let's jump into my top three tips or takeaways that I've kind of learned in the last week from my research on grief, my reflections on grief, uh, undergoing the process and kind of, you know, watching myself, if you like, go through all these different types of feelings and stages of grief. Again, it's not linear. There's no process, you know, uh, there's no time frame. So yeah, I'll run you through my top tips and takeaways. Okay, so my first tip or takeaway is feel it. Okay, you guys already know how much I bang on about feelings and how important understanding and validating your feelings are so this shouldn't be much of a surprise um, but when we talk about grief grief is an emotional experience okay it's an emotional journey you got to allow your feelings and thoughts to flow even if it leads to that numbness that I mentioned earlier on I think resisting those thoughts and feelings that come with grief can lead to suppression and it's not healthy to do that it's not healthy to bottle up those thoughts and feelings and suppress it and ignore it because then it can come out uncontrollably or in an unhealthy way so allowing them to flow and finding healthy ways to express and release them is really important guys it's really important uh, and you know ways to do that could be talking um, you know, this morning I got to talk to, to my auntie Rach and I loved it. You know, in the weekend I got to talk to my, my uncle for a little bit and my, my nana and my aunties and I loved it. You know, it healed my heart uh, in a way. It might be journaling. You know, I, I love journaling. That definitely helps. It might be crying every bloody day last week. I was like, after work, I just looked at my partner. He was like, are you okay? Yep, I'm just going to the shower to cry for about an hour. Come out, feel a little bit better. <laughs> Uh, you know, it might be working out, you know, um, I've been getting out of the house a lot more, which was one of my goals anyway. But I think with, uh, because I know myself that well, I'm working myself internally. I need to go out and just tire myself out physically so that I'm not so stuck in my head. So just finding ways of releasing and expressing those feelings and thoughts in whatever way works for you. Uh, is really, really, really helpful. But the, the most important thing, the key is allowing those feelings to flow. You have to feel it. Um, when I was writing up this tip, a, a memory actually came up of my uncle. When I was a, when I was little, he used to make me sit on the piano and he'd give me the, the iPod and the headphones and I wasn't allowed to leave the piano until I had learnt whatever song he had given me that day. Um, didn't matter if it was an hour, two hours, like I just had to learn that song and I had to learn it quick. And then once I learned it, 
then I was allowed in the music room where all the adults were, you know, now I can play with the big boys. They were jamming, some of them on instruments, some of them are singing, you know, they would start from the top, I'd join in. And because I was taught in classical piano, I was used to reading music, but my uncle probably knew that. So he made me learn everything by ear. Um, so because I looked like I was used to reading, it was kind of, I was very mechanical and would play and it'd stand there, it'd listen and then it'd start giving me shit. He'd be like, you're not feeling it. You're not feeling the music. Stop thinking, feel it, feel it. You know, over and over again, he'd, he'd keep doing that. And I just started getting frustrated, you know, to the point where I'm like, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. He's like, you're not feeling it, feel it, hitting the piano. <laughs> and then he wonders why I give him so much shit, bless him. But uh, from uncle to me and from me to you, stop thinking, feel it, okay? You have, you have to feel it. You have to go through that journey. Uh, my second tip or takeaway is to find the balance between vulnerability and strength. As important as it is to feel, again, you guys know how much I stress that and how big I am on, on feeling. Um, so as important as that is, and, and you know, allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, we must also be strong for ourselves and for each other. We need to draw on the things and the people that give us strength and we also need to be that source of strength for others as well okay um like I said you guys already know I'm a sookie I'm, I've cried on a few episodes I'm not <laughs> ashamed of it okay like I said I'm a moon child I feel okay I'm all about feelings and that's okay right but there's a time to cry and there's a time to be strong and you have to create that balance within yourself uh, that's definitely what I've learned through the uh, from the past week so that's my second tip. And then my third tip is to make every moment count. Moments like these do put a lot into perspective. It has definitely put a lot into perspective for me. You know, um, not only am I kind of reflecting on the past and remembering, you know, so many memories going through my head, I'm also kind of reflecting on the future and what that's going to look like. I think of my elders and I understand, especially now that time is so precious. It's one thing you can never get back, you know? So hold on to the good moments and the good memories and learn from the bad and understand that both will pass, right? But the, the love that you have for the ones that you love and the love that you share will always be there and time waits for no one. So make every moment count. Um, but yeah, those are my top three tips or takeaways. Okay. As always guys, I, ho I hope that helped. Um, I hope you guys are all well. I really am sending my love to you all, especially my uncle, especially my auntie, especially my cousins and my entire family. I hope you all have a wonderful week ahead. Have the best week. Be vulnerable, be strong. As always, do your homework, heal your bloodline. Okay. Love yous. Bye.